to Love Stories, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by App Judo for your software needs, BulletPad for building lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by donations from our listeners, folks like you. I'm Kira Van Ittersom, and today's story is the Starfire Retreat, Episode 1, The Introduction, which I wrote and copyrighted in 2014. After lunch, Catherine O'Connor was enjoying the beautiful view of the Starfire Retreat from her favorite spot on the big wraparound porch at the backside of the main house. She loved the peaceful tranquility of the natural scenery and the feel of the gentle, fresh breeze as she was perched here in a large, plush chair looking down over the familiar hillside and across the huge blue lake in the distance. She had come here to calmly prepare herself for an important meeting this afternoon with a prospective buyer. She wanted her thoughts to be in perfect order. Suddenly, a loud ringing noise jolted her from her reverie. She reached into her pocket and drew out her cell phone, answering professionally. Catherine O'Connor? Oh, good, Miss O'Connor. I was hoping you would answer. This is Jacob Carlyle's assistant. I have him standing by. If you can take his call now, I'll put you through. Yes, of course, said Catherine. There was silence momentarily, and then Mr. Carlyle spoke. Miss O'Connor, I'm so glad I could catch you. I'm afraid I have some bad news. I will not be arriving today as I had planned. And, well, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, Miss O'Connor, but there were various reasons your Starfire retreat was not quite suitable for our needs, and a better match has recently become available and at just the right price that we were prepared to pay. Forgive me, I am sorry. I really do regret having wasted so much of your time. I wish I could have informed you earlier, but I didn't get this news myself until just a few minutes ago. My apologies, Miss O'Connor. Not at all, Mr. Carlyle. Yes, I do regret that the Starfire wasn't a better match, but I also understand that it isn't personal. It's business, as they say, Catherine continued. For the right buyer, this place will be perfect. And honestly, Mr. Carlyle, I wouldn't want anyone to buy the Starfire unless it were absolutely perfect. I hope everything works out just that perfectly for you, Miss O'Connor. Thank you for your time and your kindness. It's quite all right. And of course, I hope good fortune follows you too, Mr. Carlyle. Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss O'Connor. Catherine was disappointed and also quite stunned by this new development. When she had spoken to him earlier in the week, Mr. Carlyle had expressed an enthusiastic interest in the Starfire Retreat. He said that he'd been looking hard for a place with the exact features that the Starfire offered, and he had seemed very excited about visiting the retreat today. Catherine sank into her large plush chair and heaved a great sigh. Her heart felt so heavy, but a part of her was also relieved. An almost overwhelming sadness had come over her today, as for the first time she'd honestly faced the real possibility of actually selling the Starfire, and she knew now with certainty that it was her internal struggle about selling it that was making her feel sick. Just then, her cell phone began ringing again. She didn't recognize the number this time, and she answered dryly, Catherine O'Connor. And then, in a tone of surprise, she said, Morgan Donahue. You're the last person I expected to hear from. Where are you? Morgan answered. I'm here at my parents' place. I came in for the Scout Jamboree week. 
Little brother Nathan's getting his Eagle Award right there at the Starfire this coming weekend. Of course, Mom, Dad, and Carson will be there too. But so far, I'm the only Eagle in the family. It was important for me to be here. Catherine knew the family well, since her grandfather and Morgan's father, Sean Donahue, were close friends and also business associates. Sean's accounting firm still kept the books for the Starfire Retreat. His oldest son, Carson, had followed in his dad's footsteps. He was definitely not the camping type, quite unlike Morgan, who was rugged and had probably encountered few physical problems in life that he could not solve. Well, it will be great to see you all again. Is there something you wanted me to do for you or for the scouts when they arrive? Catherine wondered why Morgan was calling her cell phone instead of the retreat's business line, but she didn't mention it. No, uh, no, there isn't anything like that, Cat. I just heard the news from Carson and my dad that you're looking to sell the Starfire. I found it hard to believe. I just wondered, well, would you consider having dinner with me tonight? I, uh, I have a few ideas I'd like to kick around with you. I could tell you everything over dinner. Do you think you could work me into your schedule tonight? Why, Morgan, you know you can always join us for a meal here at the big house. We have a lot of guests here this time of year, but you've never been a stranger here. You know we always have plenty of good food, but it won't be anything too fancy. I'll expect to see you here for dinner at 6.30. All right? Perfect. And after dinner, we can take a stroll and talk if you don't mind. Okay, then. Goodbye, Morgan. Catherine pushed the end call button and held the phone instinctively to her heart as a smile of contentment crept across her face. Morgan Donahue was coming to dinner. Catherine had looked forward to seeing Morgan every summer of her life. He was handsome and easy to be with. And ever since they were kids, he had always been the kind who just knew how to take care of things and never waited to be asked to do so. But this year, she had not expected to see Morgan at all. Sean Donahue had mentioned that Morgan was on some sort of an educational internship abroad. That had been hard news for her to hear, especially since losing her Grandpa O'Connor so recently. Everything about this summer had just felt spoiled. Catherine had been terribly lonely and hurting. But now, just the idea of seeing Morgan again had brought her a spark of happiness. Now I need to take a break for a moment to thank a sponsor, one of the fine companies that make our show possible. This segment of Love Stories is sponsored by App Judo, your complete web and mobile application development service. The Japanese word judo means the gentle way. The martial art of judo got this name because it signifies maximum efficiency and mutual welfare and benefit. AppJudo follows these same principles in all of its software development projects, using the best technologies and computer science principles to serve clients' needs elegantly and intelligently. AppJudo prides itself on building attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. Now, let's get back to our story at the Starfire Retreat. Catherine heard a lot of congenial banter coming from inside the big house. Through the French doors that led out onto the terrace came the voice of her star tour guide, Molly, who was leading a small group of prospective guests on a tour of the facilities. 
Catherine could overhear Molly as she gave the standard explanations to the group, making their way through the big, sprawling kitchen. You can ask me anything as we go along, said Molly. And then she added, I'll be happy to show you the grounds. It's kind of an overgrown bed and breakfast that grew out of Jim O'Connor's dream to make a living without forgetting the living part. We do look forward to having you all stay with us. She continued, We don't subscribe to frilly curtains and gourmet cooking. As you can see, we have a rustic, spacious atmosphere. We might serve something like pot roast along with fruit or lemon pound cake for dessert. We do keep some produce and salad condiments to augment the main course, and it's not at all uncommon to find a few biscuits and home-baked bread in the fray, too. Still, we're not fancy. If you step over this way, I'll take you through the dining hall. Catherine stood watching as the group entered the great hall. As she expected, this enormous room with its beautiful arched ceiling brought out unsuppressed awe and delight and a great deal of praise. Catherine had given the tour herself often enough to know that this attitude would likely continue throughout the rest of the guided tour. Truly, people loved this huge, spacious dining area with its rich, polished wood warmth and the surrounding views of the attached veranda that could be seen through a multitude of windows spanning from ceiling to floor at the outside walls. Three sets of French doors inset with ornate leaded glass panes exited onto the terrace where Catherine now stood. The room's interior polished wood-paneled walls were lined with benches, and there were plenty of round banquet-style tables. Molly explained, These tables can be quickly taken down and stowed away so the room can be used for multiple purposes between meals. We use padded folded chairs to create rows for seminars and workshops. At this point, Molly's group gave their unanimous approval. Molly smiled. Yes, everyone loves gathering in this room. We want people to breathe and feel at home. Some of our guests will sometimes show up here with their groups to just talk or to do small workshops. We don't charge extra to use this room when a meal isn't scheduled. There's an air of comfort here. We provide essentials, but we don't run around catering to every need or whim all day. Folks here are mostly on their own meaning they're free to chart their own course and direct their own adventure. There's certainly no shortage of things to do. They can play hard or simply relax. Then Molly looked over and noticed Catherine standing there in the doorway. Oh, hello, Miss O'Connor, she said happily. And turning to the group, she said, This is the owner of the Starfire Retreat, Miss Catherine O'Connor. Then back to Catherine, she said, Catherine, this is the Executive Board of Education for Clean Food. They are looking at various facilities in this area where they might conduct some seminars and outdoor activities next year. That sounds like a wonderful cause, said Catherine. If there's anything that I can do to help you make your decision, I will be here after your tour. Once you've seen everything, we can look into scheduling details to see how we might best accommodate your needs. You are in very good hands with Molly here. She's our best guide and quite knowledgeable of everything we have to offer and we certainly want to thank you for considering the Starfire Retreat. Catherine knew exactly where the tour would head next, so she excused herself and backed out of the doorway onto the veranda and disappeared in the opposite direction. We'll move along to the grounds now, said Molly, continuing her well-rehearsed presentation as the group exited out onto the veranda through the French doors. A lot of folks who come up here have their own agenda. That is, like you, they're conducting workshops or teaching classes or holding some indoor or outdoor event for their group. That may be the appeal of our place. We have several buildings here large enough to hold those gatherings. We do weddings and anniversaries and other family get-togethers, too. 
Some folks showing up here are such regulars that they seem like part of our family by now. You can imagine we have a lot of fun. We accommodate individuals, as well as many different types of groups, and all kinds of seminar gatherings, too. So there's always a lot of changing energy around here. It helps that we aren't that far from the city. Catherine watched Molly gather her group again at the top of the path that wound down the hill. If you look there, she said, pointing down the trail, you'll see that there are several lovely breakout points along the trail, too. Natural settings where folks can meet for small group activities. We keep a chart inside the dining area where groups can sign up for time slots. That way people know when these areas are available and everyone gets a chance to set aside a special space. It allows our guests the ability to convene in some semblance of privacy while still enjoying the outdoors. As you'll see, those areas along the trail are really beautiful, under towering old trees and cordoned off with huge slabs of granite and logs or tables to sit around. Some down closer to the water are situated like open cathedrals with fire pits. There's a really big one at the beach with tiered seating, large enough for a major event like a concert or a play, with a lake at the back side of the stage. Artisans and scouts sometimes have demonstrations, and sometimes they hold their award ceremonies there, too. And we do fireworks over the lake on the 4th of July. Catherine, still standing on the terrace, breathed a sigh of relief as the group moved on down the pathway out of ear range. She had decided to go back to her room now and change into an outfit that would be more appropriate for that evening stroll she had planned with Morgan Donahue. So she left while the group was busy, knowing that she would likely be needed to speak with them at the end of their tour. She took one last look down the hillside. When night drew on and sunlight grew dimmer, you could look down the hillside and see those trails all lit up. Lanterns hung at regular intervals, and the trails blazed all along the hillside and further along down to the water, so it looked all dreamy like something out of a Thomas Kincaid painting. Catherine knew that the nighttime view of the hillside could never be properly shown in pictures. It was a magical time that would only be understood through first-hand experience. Still, she did keep some nice photos in her office to help prospective guests to see the beauty of it. Now here I'm going to take another short break, just for a moment, to thank another special sponsor of my show. This segment of Love Stories is sponsored by Bullet Pad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With Bullet Pad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. Bulletpad is a great tool for writers and thinkers, featuring a simple but powerful toolbar above the keyboard to help you navigate your text with arrow keys and to change the indent of your bullet points. Use drag and drop to move your bullet points anywhere in the list. Use the zoom in feature to drill down on any section of your list and use zoom out to get the big picture view. Bulletpad is available now for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for Bulletpad. And now, let's return to our story at the Starfire Retreat. Morgan arrived right on time for dinner, typical for him. He and Catherine both ate heartily, though their attention was as much on enjoying each other's company as it was on the food. Their friendship had spanned the years, and it felt good to be together again. After dinner, the guests left the dining hall and went back to their own cabins or camp activities. The sun had moved closer to the treetops at the far side of the lake as night was drawing closer. Catherine and Morgan walked out across the veranda and down the steps to the path that ran down the hillside, and together they took that long, winding stroll 
down to the water. As they walked to the end of the empty dock, Catherine unfolded the small quilt that she had thrown over her arm, and she positioned it for them to sit on. Together they looked out on the mirror-like lake. It was a warm summer evening, and the sky was clear. The moon would be bright and shining on the water in a few hours. They heard the chirping of crickets and the croaking of frogs thick in the moist air about them. It was so beautiful and peaceful here at the edge of the lake. Catherine leaned back onto the quilt she had laid across the weathered wood and looked up into the twilight sky, drinking in this patch of heaven, breathing deeply with gratitude and deep appreciation for this tranquil moment. She had always loved this place. She could see it, hear it, smell it, and hold it in her sight. She felt humbled and small in the vastness of it all. And now, here with Morgan, she was overcome with emotion, fighting back her grief. Catherine was so torn. She truly loved this place, and she had loved her grandfather more than anyone in the world. He had always been there for her. He had left everything to her. His prized starfire retreat, sprinkled along the shore of Star Lake, the bunk cabins, the rustic lodge, the recreation center, the floral sanctuary, the conference tower, the workshop enclave, and the Ark Theater, all of it lovingly planned and situated, and often with her input. Grandpa had loved all of it, and he knew that she did too. It was as if Morgan had read her mind. I must admit that I was shocked to hear that you were selling all of this. Well, I know you have obligations in the city, and this is a lot to handle on your own. But can you really imagine not being here anymore? Catherine looked away so he wouldn't see her cry. You know, Morgan, this is everything that my grandfather ever dreamed of. Together we planned all this and we made it happen. Together. It wasn't just his dream. It's mine, too. Our treasured friends and guests could come and go from this lovely place. Participants could learn and grow or just rest if that was needed. And we could teach, nurture, and share our gifts in this special place. I've spent every summer here since as far back as I can remember. But you're right. I also have obligations in the city. And being here year-round, that would mean leaving my job at the university. I keep wrestling with the idea of it. I'm afraid that I just can't do this all alone. Grandpa's always just been here. It seems impossible to fill Grandpa's boots. He always knew how to intervene when his guest had differences. You know how he was. He always commanded a kind of respect that just magically resolved all issues. I'm not sure that I have his knack to handle it all. He was so naturally loving and peaceful, and he had a way of making others feel silly when they squabbled over little things. He held a vision of them as being above those petty differences. He had a way of inspiring others to want to be as good as he knew they could be. He easily made them see the things they all had in common. You know how Grandpa operated, Morgan. Here at the Starfire, the operating principle's always been that everyone desires whatever's the highest and best for everyone else. With Grandpa here, there was always a pervading love that ran through the retreat community. 
Every individual was honored and valued. So whom could I sell it to? Who could ever be like Grandpa? And she broke off, crying at last. Morgan reached over and lifted Catherine's face with his big hand and then looked directly into her eyes. Well, Cat, I don't know that there's anyone who could really fill your grandpa's boots, but I know one thing. I'd sure like to try. It's not just this place, Cat. It's you, too. Surely you must know how I care about you. You're my best friend. You always have been. Would you let me help you? And the two embraced. Catherine knew that she had waited her whole life to see the truth of the words he had just spoken, and she felt safe enough to let her eyes meet his. And then she blushed and looked away. Morgan, I appreciate your support. I really do. I mean, you have no idea. But there's something else that I haven't told you yet. Today, I was supposed to meet a buyer. He backed out at the last minute, and then later, just before dinner, a letter arrived by special delivery. It was a cease and desist order from a company claiming to have some sort of stake in the Starfire Retreat. They're claiming that they own certain rights to the place. I didn't quite understand it all, but I did recognize the name of the corporation. It's Plankerton Oil. Grandpa had a run-in with them last year. It was awful. They had him so upset. They're trying to buy up every piece of property they can get their hands on around here. I think now. It's the reason Grandpa got so sick. Yes, that may be true. But you can calm down now. Just relax. Breathe. That's it. Everything's going to be okay, Cat. I wasn't entirely honest with you when I said I was here for an Eagle Scout award ceremony. That was part of it. But I was aware of this Plankerton outfit, too. I was hoping to get this situation squashed before they got to you. My dad is pretty well connected here, you know that, Cat. He's researched this company and their nasty takeover attempts. Dad and Carson are working on this right now, and I'm here to run interference for you, if you'll let me. Let you? You have no idea how relieved I'm feeling right now. Thank you so much for being here. Then their eyes were drawn up the hillside toward the big house, and they saw that the lanterns along the pathway were being lit, one by one. The lights danced and sparkled, reflecting in the surface of the lake. Catherine rose and gathered her quilt, and they slowly walked back up to enjoy her cherished view from the veranda. Standing at the terrace overlooking the hillside, they watched as the starfire guests were peacefully convening, some in contemplation, and others in merriment of one kind or another. Young scouters were roasting marshmallows at the fire pits along the lake. Chanting and music came wafting up through the trees as many of them were singing around the various campfires. Morgan stood beside Catherine, smiling. It is everything Grandpa O'Connor hoped for, Cat. This place made him so happy and so proud. And so did you. Catherine whispered, Yes, I could never sell this place. Through her tears, she looked into Morgan's twinkling eyes. Not ever. And Morgan Donahue knew he was home, as the two of them continued to take in Catherine's favorite view from the terrace, the postcard-perfect, 
spectacular starfire retreat in all of its magical glory. I want to thank you for being with me today. I hope you enjoyed my story. You can subscribe to this podcast by going to iTunes Podcast. Just look for the Love Stories Podcast, sponsored by the Better Living Institute. You can also find Love Stories at our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com, where you will see all of our podcast articles and products. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. For the Better Living Institute, this is Kira Van Idersom. I hope you'll join me next time. So long, everyone.